Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform and 
The coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera, and I am solo today because Taylor... Um, her father actually is currently not feeling well and I think is um, going through something. So Taylor had to take the week off, but that was sort of last minute. So I couldn't get a guest. Um, when this happens, I probably would try and see if I could get an, a, someone to co-host with me. Um but it was pretty short notice. So it's just me today, guys. I hope you're loving it. Um Anyway, I went I, I went on the Instagram, the Anxiety Chicks Instagram, and asked all of you if you would like an episode, even though Taylor wasn't going to be on it, and I got a good response. And I asked if people could give me some feedback on what type of topics you would like to talk about. And I got a lot of requests for nighttime anxiety and how to shut your brain off at night because it seems to it seems to happen mostly at night for a lot of people um i don't know you think about it and when you kind of lay your head on the pillow do you ever feel like your brain just starts moving a mile a minute and you it won't shut off it's like the loudest it can be at night because that happens to me a lot, especially these days with, um, you know, I've told you guys in previous episodes about my dad who's going through something. Um, he was actually in, he broke his hip a couple weeks ago and was in the hospital for a couple weeks and then was moved over to this great rehab. But then I just found out yesterday he was moved back to the hospital because his hemoglobin levels were low, which I had no idea what that meant. So of course I looked it up and, um, it basically uh, talked a lot about how he's lacking a lot of iron, which is in a lot of the foods that are good for you that have protein. And he was struggling with eating cause he was in so much pain. So uh, anyway, that's basically been on my mind and I've been averaging maybe five to six hours of sleep a night, probably. Oh my gosh, I think I'm too close to this microphone. Sorry, guys, a little ASMR for you. Um, but I averaging, gosh, probably six hours a night, which for some of you listening might be like, oh my gosh, that's so much. I only get like two. Um, I literally can't function without about eight on average. So it's been really hard the past couple of days for me. Um, I think everybody's body's a little different with their sleep cycle, but if you read research, studies have shown that an average of at least eight hours is um, 
you know, the best for your body and your mind. So the best that you can get an average of eight hours. I know that's impossible for a lot of people, whether it's because of your work or you have kids, a new baby, anything like that. I mean, if you have a new baby or what, if you're probably not even averaging any sleep, to be honest. So I feel for you. But, um, so I'm going to talk a little bit today about why our brain doesn't really shut off and give you some tips on what you can do to help with nighttime anxiety, because I have... I have tricks that I use for myself. I mean, I've tried everything in the book with nighttime anxiety because when my anxiety is higher, that's when I just know it's affecting me is when I can't sleep. And I, you know, there's other things in my life that or other things that happened to me that made me recognize that my anxiety is sort of um, the rating is going up. You know, I talk a lot about that rating scale from one to 10, 10 being like you're in a full blown panic and a one being, you know, like that you are the most calm you've ever been. Right. So I think I reminded you guys of this, at least in a number of our episodes that one of the best ways to start managing your anxiety is to start becoming more aware of it and aware of your triggers. So being able to rate yourself on a scale from one to 10, I mean, daily or multiple times a day is going to be so helpful for you because you're going to be able to understand your body better and how it responds to your anxiety. So I've been doing that a lot more and I've been figuring out that, you know, my level is more at, you know, five, six when it gets later in the night. And I think it's because during the day I'm busy and I'm doing a lot and, things are on my mind, but I'm sort of more distracted. And so when I lay my head down on the pillow, it's like, okay, time to go to bed. But now I have to think about all of these things that are worrying me, especially my father and if he's going to be okay and what's going on. Um, so yeah, so there's, so I have really managed to get sort of, I call it sleep hygiene, which essentially is finding, um, the right, kind of routine and the right um, sleep environment for you that creates a better sleep pattern. So I'm going to go over what that looks like. And it's going to, I'll go over what it looks like for me. It's really going to vary from person to person, but there have definitely been studies done that have shown a lot of the tools that I'm going to talk about do help with um quieting your mind and calming your body. So, um, you know, if you feel like it's, it's easy for you to sleep and you are listening and you're like thinking, oh my gosh, I have never have sleep problems. And wow, like, you know, I'm still going to check this, this episode out, but you know, I sleep really well. I always have, I've just been able to sleep anywhere and all that stuff. Can you please DM us at the anxiety chicks Instagram page or email us at the anxiety chicks at gmail.com? Because I love talking to people who just are amazing sleepers. I I literally love it. I I want them to tell me all about it. And tell me more of their tricks, or maybe it's just, I don't know, if it's more of their um, biology, because I guess that is part of it. But 
I don't know. I, I Please get in touch with me and let me know. And then I'll share that with all of you guys. Um, also, you might hear that my voice is a little raspy today. I'm sorry about that. My allergies, again, have been sort of like flaring up. Um, but <clears throat> trying to keep it as smooth as possible. So without further ado, why don't we just talk a little bit about nighttime anxiety and kind of what it looks like and what happens. So essentially at night, our brain and our subconscious mind continue to process and deal with challenges that we've experienced during the day. So essentially a lot of what we're trying to process is really hard to do because we're so anxious about it. And then when it's in our subconscious mind, it comes more to kind of consciousness when we put our head on our pillow. So this leads to insomnia. Um, You might have heard of something called night terrors or sleep paralysis. And that's essentially when you, that's, those are really debilitating. So that's kind of when you wake up in a panic attack. So they've been referred to as nocturnal panic attacks. So, um, you know, you might wake up in a full-blown panic. And I I mean, I've never experienced that, but I have had dreams that have made me feel really scared and I've woken up from dreams. Um, and, And I've felt like I needed to get a drink of water and kind of just rest my body again. And I've um, I've had experienced that, but it wasn't necessarily really like something that I think they're talking about here, which is um, the nocturnal panic attacks that can feel so debilitating and might feel really scary. And, um, you know, a number of times people will wake up with, you know, a night terror or, an, or a panic attack and go to the hospital because they think that, you know, they're having heart attack or something's wrong, right? Um, so I think that those are the more debilitating types of um, sleep, if there's like sleep disorders, right? Because there are sleep disorders that people have where it's not just, oh, I'm getting, a, I'm getting, I'm not getting a great night's sleep lately. I mean, it's, it's not being able to, ins- insomnia, right? It's like not being able to sleep for days. And if anyone has researched sleep or knows a lot about sleep at all, um, if you really don't sleep for, I don't remember exactly what the number is, but maybe like a week or two or something, and you really don't like sleep at all, you could start to hallucinate. And your body literally starts shutting down. I mean, that's how important sleep is. So it's very, very important to try and create an environment where you feel like you can try and better your sleep or create some better sleep hygiene, as I said before. Um, So I actually asked some healers what it feels like for them when they have sleep issues and at night when they can't sleep, what kinds of, just like what it feels like for them. And I want to share a couple with you guys because I feel like I could relate to some of these so much. So one healer said, I overthink which stops me from sleeping as I can't just switch off. So sounds like the overthinking starts happening and you want to just switch it off because that's how I feel. Uh, I want to be able to just honestly, like a light switch, turn it off like a light bulb and it doesn't. It almost makes it worse sometimes. Um, Someone else said, the worst is when it turns into panic attacks where my chest tightens. I feel like I can't breathe and I get night sweats. Oh my gosh, honestly, night sweats. That is something that happened to me 
um, consistently at one point last year, maybe the year before, maybe it was last year actually because with COVID, I had a lot of anxiety during the beginning of COVID. I mean, you guys know I struggle with health anxiety and I, if you're listening and you struggle with health anxiety, then there's a high probability that when COVID started happening, you started having um, a higher levels of anxiety because of what was going on with, you know, the health of other people and our um, risk of something happening that was, you know, could be fatal. But anyway, so um, I remember I started getting night sweats and, oh my gosh, I was so anxious. I remember uh, there were nights where I didn't even fall back to sleep because I was convinced I had COVID because I was having night sweats. I don't even know if that's a symptom. I was just convinced I was having night sweats because I had COVID. And then um, that was great. And I, they basically just kind of went away and I started, you know, looking at things a little bit more um, rationally and reminding myself that if I had COVID, I would, you know, go through these steps and all the stuff. And the night sweats kind of just ended. I haven't really had them bad, but I have heard a lot of people struggling with night sweats. Um, okay. Another healer said, it's like the next day I am so drained. I can barely function and I just find it hard to get up, which then sets back my entire day. I mean, that comment made me feel so seen. Honestly, the next day I'm drained, I can barely function and I just, and I find it hard to get up, which then sets back my entire day. That is literally what goes through my mind when I either can't go to sleep or wake up in the middle of the night. It's almost like, great, my entire day is going to be ruined. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be too tired to work out. Um, I know that, you know, my, my moving my body is so important for my anxiety, but I'm going to be way too tired to do it. Um, this is just going to be the worst day ever. You know, it just like spirals and spirals. And I think that's the hardest part for me. And I think for a lot of people is just feeling so set back in their days. Um, almost like a zombie, honestly, I, I say that sometimes to my sister and my family, just when I wake up and I haven't sleep, I slept, I, I mean, the best description is like, I feel like a zombie, even though they're not real. I mean, <laughs> you almost feel like you're walking in a cloud and you don't, your like reflexes aren't good either. When I'm really tired, I, f- I feel as though my reflexes aren't good. So, you know, if I'm walking my dog and for example, the other day I was so tired because I, you know, when my dad, I found out my dad was going to the hospital again, I was walking my dog and I thought that the light, I was at a light and I honestly thought that I had looked both ways or whatever. And I guess I didn't. And a car was coming and I literally almost got hit by a car. I didn't, but I mean, it was almost like I, I saw it before it was like, I recognized, I looked at, but my, my brief, I wasn't alert. I almost was so not alert that I just was like, oh my gosh, I just missed that. And so my productivity is bad too with my job and relationships struggle too, because, um, when I'm so tired, I can get really irritable. And I don't know if that happens to you guys, but, um, that's very common for someone that's, that's tired is getting very irritable. And, um, that makes me really anxious too, because, um, 
I don't want people I love to feel upset with me. Um, <laughs> but, and I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I just posted about that, posted about that today on my page. Um, anyway, so, you know, I try and I'm going to give you the tips in a couple minutes about what has helped me and some other things that, that our healers have, have talked about that have, um, been really helpful, but I, you know, I just, I notice that there's just this, like even today I'm trying to finish a sentence right now. And I feel like I don't, what was I saying? I lose my train of thought. I don't, (laughs) my apologies, you guys. Um, last night I actually did a little bit better. I didn't wake up in the night. I went to sleep by like 1130. I always get into bed by 10, hoping that, you know, I'm in bed by 10. That means I will be able to fall asleep by 1030. It's going to be an early night. And that's early for me because I work till later at night usually. So I I can sleep in a little bit, but I don't fall asleep until like 1130 or 12 at midnight. And I'm trying to really turn off my electronics and all that stuff. There's the first tip. You're supposed to turn off your electronics a half hour before you close your eyes, literally. So whether you read, reading is good, like actually reading a book, not your phone and not your Kindle even, they say to actually read a book, a hardcover book or paperback book. Um, Or in my case, listen to an audible because I'm going to get into it later, but listening to podcasts, audible, or like sleep stories have been my saving grace for sleep anxiety um, or nighttime anxiety. So anyway, I guess we should just get into it then because that was kind of like getting into the, the tips. Um, and that, that was actually, that would actually be my first tip. So I'll just start talking about it. It's, it's something called a sleep story. So well, actually, the first thing is your electronics as best as you can, even if it's 20 minutes before turning off and getting off your phone or your computer or and turning off the TV at least 20 minutes before you like shut your eyes. Um, so the sleep stories. So these are awesome because it's I don't use them every single night, but I'll kind of go back and forth between sleep stories audible books and podcasts. Um, so sleep stories is something that they have, uh, that I figured out from an app called calm and an app called insight timer. So insight timer is actually my favorite meditation. They're called meditation apps. Calm is also one. You guys have probably heard of it. Uh, but insight timer is actually my favorite, uh, because they have thousands and thousands of specific, anxiety-related meditations and sleep meditations and sleep stories. So a sleep story is basically a visualization that um, someone guides you through, and it's it's as if they're telling you a story. So imagine that when you were a child, you probably loved getting books read to you, right? And hopefully your parents were able to read books to you here and there, maybe not all the time, but most kids love bedtime stories, Right. So this kind of takes you back to that feeling of someone reading you a story and kind of cozying up to you and telling you a really nice, calm story. And um, 
you know, some of my favorite ones are visualizations about the forest because I love nature. Or um, I think there's one on Calm that I used to listen to all the time about lavender fields. So it kind of takes you through the lavender field and what it feels like outside and puts you into this calm space in your mind. And it literally is the best thing. I mean, I whenever the last couple of nights I've done some guided meditations or and one sleep story and I fell asleep before it was over. So they are so calming for me. And so I would try sleep stories um, either on calm or insight timer. Insight timer is also awesome, not even just for sleeping or nighttime anxiety. Insight timer, and I've talked about insight timer a bunch of times on other episodes. So I'm sorry if this is repetitive, but I love it so much and they're not sponsored or anything. I just really love them. Um, mostly because any their anxiety is brought on and triggered by so many different things for different people. So for example, I was dealing with really high anxiety the last couple of days because of my dad, right? And I wanted to see if they maybe had any meditations on um, anxiety around sick loved ones or anxiety related to being in a hospital or anxiety related to visiting someone in a hospital, something like that. And they actually had one. It was amazing. So I love Insight Timer for that. There's a search button that you can search any type of situation you're in and there's a guided meditation for it that helps relax your brain and your anxious thoughts about it. It's amazing. So check that out, you guys. Um, Audible, obviously I love. It's the same kind of concept. You're listening to something that's soothing before you go to sleep and the same as podcasts. There's certain podcasts I listen to instead of a sleep story because sometimes I just want a distraction and something funny to kind of listen to before I go to bed. So I love like Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop is one of my favorites. She's so funny. She's a comedian and she talks a lot about stuff that is interesting to me. So that helps too. Um, okay. The other tool that I got so much feedback about that I don't necessarily use, I have before, but it's not like the best for me because I get really hot at night, um, but a weighted blanket. So I've heard from multiple healers that tell me that they love their weighted blanket. They sleep with it. Um, they have all different types of weights for their blankets that you can get. I think they've like a five pound, 10 pound, 15 pound blanket. Um, a lot of people have told me they don't even use them just for bed. They actually use them for, uh, you know, when they're laying on their couch or whatever. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, again, it works for some people. It might not work for other people, but essentially weighted blankets can reduce anxiety with adults and kids. Kids use them too. A lot of special needs kids actually benefit from them, but it basically, you know, it pushes the weight down on you, which that weight reduces levels of, of the stress hormone cortisol, which is in the body. So We've talked about cortisol before a little bit, and it is a stress hormone, and the blanket, kind of the weight of it helps reduce the levels of cortisol, which is interesting, right? And other research has shown, too, that the weighted blanket helps reduce the autonomic arousal, which is what causes symptoms of anxiety, such as increased heart rate. So the autonomic nervous system is our nervous system that regulates 
our body's response to anxiety and what happens in our bodies when we respond to a threat, right? And a lot of times with anxiety, our brain is telling us that we're in danger, but we're not really in danger. The reality is we're not, but our body doesn't know that. Our body is responding as though we are in front of a bear, right? And our body is getting stiff muscles, heart is racing, sweating, our stomach is upset. All of those symptoms are very real because our brain is basically tricking us into believing we're in danger. So the weighted blanket can really help lower those stress hormones. So I would try that weighted blanket too. Um, Something I said earlier, and this is the next one that is, I think, probably just as for me, the sleep stories and all that stuff is important, but this is probably the most important part of my sleep environment. Well, for sleep environment is very important and I'll get into that, but this is, this is important for actually getting a balanced sleep for me and it's a nighttime routine. So it can be it's going to be really important for you guys to kind of create some type of nighttime routine that works best for you. Okay? Um I mean this can look so different for people, right? Like some people it's like taking bubble baths before bed, some people include the meditation. Some people um have some candles in their bedroom and they put some people cuddle with their pet or their cat or their dog or some people have a book that they have on their nightstand and that's the book they read at least a couple pages before they go to bed. Um, the important thing is that you take some time to really wind down before you actually go into your bed. So I think you probably have read somewhere or you just know this, that working out right before you're going to go to sleep is probably the worst idea. So, right. You're, you're, you need to work on exercises that are going to mental exercises that will calm your mind and your body. Right. Um, so the routine, I'll tell you my my bedtime routine. I will watch a show or something out in my like living area, my apartment, and then around, you know, it depends on the night, but usually around like 9.30 or 10, I'll go into my bedroom. I always make my bed in the morning too, you guys. That is something that can really create an amazing, um, it just can be so great for starting your day, kind of having that first little accomplishment done. Um, but anyway, also why I said that is because my bed looks so inviting when I go into my room to go to, to go to bed, it's made and it looks so nice. So I actually am excited to get into it. Um, but so I'll do that and then I will, you know, brush my teeth and I'll, I'll get all my pajamas on. Um, I do have a diffuser in my room as well, which an essential oil diffuser, essential oils was another actual little tip I was going to give you guys. If you guys, um, have any essential oils or have a diffuser or you don't have one, get one. Um, I highly recommend putting in either a lavender oil, some, um, there's another oil that's good for anxiety called bergamot. Um, Lang Lang is really good. Uh, chamomile oil. So all of those oils are really good if you have a diffuser. So I will put on my diffuser, not every single night, but sometimes. And I also have this lavender spray that I'll spray on my pillow. So when I lay my head down and I rest, it is, um, 
it just the the lavender just you know it makes me feel so at, at peace um you know there's been research studies done um that have shown that you know the scent of lavender and has a very very calming effect um i mean aromatherapy is very real you guys so like any of our other senses so um essential oils can be really helpful so i do that and then um I also, so talk about like sleep environment too, right? We're talking about routine, but also sleep environment. I will usually take a shower in the morning unless I'm like really dirty. And then I don't want to go to sleep until I'm clean because I feel gross. But um, the shower or a bath isn't really part of my bedtime routine. But guess what? If I had a bathtub that I love to take a bath in, I don't really have one, but that's in the future, one of my goals. uh, I would probably take a bath at night because I'm a bath person. I love bubble baths and I love just sitting in a bath. Um, so I do that. And then I, you know, I wash my face. Um, I do have some lotion too that I love and I'll rub that on my hands. Usually it's just like dove lotion. And then I'll cuddle with Izzy for a little while, my dog, and we'll sit in bed and I'll give myself permission to watch one more show. And I'll kind of look at emails a little bit. And then I will always shut my TV off and put my phone next to me, but I have my AirPods with me and I'll put one AirPod in and I will listen to a sleep story. I'll listen to the audible. And I also have an eye mask that I wear. And mostly I started wearing an eye mask when I lived in the city because my blind, it was so bright in my apartment, but now I love just sleeping with it. It's I always have to kind of be in the dark. So that's another thing you should know about yourself. If you have any light coming into your room, there's a high chance that maybe you're getting getting woken up by the light um, or something like that. So I would recommend an eye mask. I got mine on Amazon for $10 and it's silk and it's so comfortable. You can't even tell that it's on. Um, and then I live on quite a busy street. So I actually do need to sleep with white noise and I sleep with a fan and a white noise. <laughs> because my street is so busy. And it's something, you know, I've actually gotten used to, but now even when I'm sleeping somewhere else, I need white noise. (laughs) And I don't know if anyone else listening is like that, but I already, it's almost like when you don't have the white noise, you can't sleep well anymore. So I need this white noise machine now all the time when I sleep. It's sort of just like habit now. Um, but it really just calms me, the noise. It, and it drowns out so many other noises. So I would recommend a sleep machine, sleep, uh, yeah, white noise machine too. Um, so that's kind of my routine. And it's not really, you know, there's not a lot of things involved. Oh, sometimes also I will have a, cl- a glass of tea. I will make tea and bring it into my bed and it'll always be, always be caffeine free. I don't actually drink caffeine, you guys. Um, it gives me heart palpitations and it makes my anxiety worse. So I would recommend if you do drink caffeine, if there's any way possible for you to try and wean yourself off of it, um, it would probably be really helpful for your anxiety. But I do still drink tea, but only herbal teas and non de- uh, and non caffeine. So the best, some of the best teas for um, anxiety are chamomile. Chamomile is like one of the best. Um, and then they do make lavender teas as well. And um, lemon ginger tea is really good. I love that. It helps my tummy too. Um, 
but a hot cup of tea, it really has calming effects. And I actually have a partnership coming up that I'm excited about that have to do with that. So stay tuned to the anxiety healer for that. Um, so, okay. So that was kind of bedtime routine is very important. And then I talked a little bit about bedtime environment right? Sleep environment. And that basically just has to do with what I said before, like an eye mask, make sure that your blinds are down. If there's any light coming in, make sure maybe you can get dark shades if you need it or get that white noise machine and block out the sounds that, that might create just a noisy environment. Even if it means like if your partner wakes up in the morning early, maybe he wakes or she wakes you up because, um, you know, they have to go to their job a lot earlier than you. And you're just, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, can you not move the bed? (laughs) But if you feel the bed, I guess you can't do that. But noise machine, it really drowns out the noises. And so it can really be helpful. Um, So sleep environment is just as important as nighttime routine. And then the, the last thing that I'll talk about, which is amazing, is Something that I think you guys probably have heard over and over and over again, that's not even something that's just good for anxiety, but something that's good for your overall physical health and mental health, but exercise and moving your body. So I don't actually call it exercise anymore, to be honest. I call it movement because I think exercise is too, um, it kind of puts what you need to do in a box too much. At least for myself, I feel like when I hear exercise, I think of going to the gym, having to do so much cardio and just it being really intense. And my activity and my movement lately is not intense at all. It's actually very calming. So, you know, yoga for me is movement and that's my exercise for the day. Sometimes I'll do a yoga video or I'll go to a yoga class and sometimes it's a gentle yoga and it is so calming for me. And honestly, if I feel like I can't sleep and it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I look at the clock, I'll actually get out of bed and do a couple yoga moves that I know are really helpful for the nervous system. And it'll be so calming. Um, You can just Google or go on YouTube and type in stretches for sleep or yoga postures for sleep and find a lot of great videos that can help you move through it. Don't worry about that. You know, oh my gosh, well, I'm getting out of bed. What does that mean? It's okay. Actually getting out of bed and not doing any huge type of movements, but something um, that really just quiets the mind and helps the autonomic nervous system can be really beneficial. So try and move your body every day. You guys, I cannot stress how important that is moving your body every day, whether it's taking a walk around the block or um, even even just getting, I mean, you guys, if you follow me, you know how much I love the, the outside, the outdoors and nature to me is such so much therapy. So even if you really can't just like move your body so much, but going outside and just breathing in the fresh air and and maybe just spending some time outdoors with someone or by yourself, um, you know, if you have limitations with movement in your body, if there's any parts of your body that you can move, even if it's small movements, you know, your hands or your wrists, maybe, you know, you, um, maybe you turn your wrists a lot or you do some ankle twists or you do some neck, neck stretches. Um, 
any types of, you know, movement for your body is so, so important. They have something now actually called adaptive yoga for anyone who may be in a wheelchair or anyone that may have other limitations with their body. And they, they actually adapt the yoga and the postures and the movement to what the needs are for that person. So I will go to Google or go to YouTube and type in adaptive yoga movements or adaptive yoga and see what comes up because they have some great things out there now. Um, so those are just my tips. It's a shorter episode today because our poor little Taylor's not here. I hope everything's going okay. Um, but I... I'm so happy that I was able to just come on quick and give you guys some good tips about nighttime anxiety, sleep anxiety, because I've been getting a lot of requests for that. And I've been kind of wanting to just actually talk about this for a while too. And maybe Taylor and I will come back and do um, an episode together, just talking a little bit more about nocturnal panic attacks and how to get through those. Um, These are just kind of some standard tools that you can use. And for people that, uh, you know, find that they struggle with generalized, some generalized sleep anxiety here and there. Um, so, and I just wanted to let y'all know that I have a new course also coming up. Um, it is called seven days of anxiety healing, a mental health masterclass. And it is a course that is a seven-day live course with me, and every day is a different session of how to heal anxiety. And I've done this, wow, I've done this course probably in the last two years about six times, Um, and it's always an intimate group of people that really connect with each other. And we talk about so many different things in the course. there's one day on boundaries. There's one day on facing your fears. Um, there's a day on social media anxiety. There's a whole day on um, learning how to say no and people pleasing. And there's a whole day on goals and how to actually achieve your goals, um, whether it has to do with you know anxiety or your mental health goals. Um, so you know, it's, it starts July 12th and there's only a few spots left. Um, pre-enrollment is actually up right now and I'd love for you guys to check it out. And I'd love for you guys to go there and for our special anxiety chick listeners, um, I'm giving 20% off to anyone who is interested in the course. You just have to type chicks 20 okay, in the checkout. So that's chicks20 is the is the code to put in if you're interested in seven days of anxiety healing with me. Um, it's seven days. There is, let me, let me just tell you what's part of it. There's every day is a video lesson. There is a Facebook community that is full of all of the women that have taken it before and all of the community that actually, um, and once there's a couple options. You can choose to buy the course uh, for a lifetime. So you get access to this Facebook group forever. And you have this community of women that you get to talk to every day if you want. 
or you can get limited access, which is just for the seven days. Um, but this Facebook group is amazing. So I'll be going live in the Facebook group basically every day. We're going to have a group coaching session with me. There's video sessions every day. There's a ton of journal prompts and worksheets and, um, that we're going to do together and we're going to go over together and it's just an amazing week. And, um, you can, go to the link in my bio at the anxiety healer to sign up, or you can go to the anxiety healing school.com and click on seven days of anxiety healing. And don't forget to use the code chicks 20 for 20% off. Um, okay. Well, I love you guys. And my healing tip for this week is honestly just to try and at least get a, get a nighttime routine and, sleep routine and sleep environment. My healing tip is to literally get your environment the way you want it to be for sleep and to actually create an anxiety healing routine at night. That is my tip. Love you guys. And we will see you with Taylor next week. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out and as always go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.